0: I've often talked about uh, how much of a pay-per-view buyer I am. Take that any way you want it, but I'll tell you how I take it. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Fastest VPN on the planet, global server network, all that good stuff. That's great, but a big, big reason why I got NordVPN.com slash Fightful is all the pay-per-views I buy, all the money we're spending. We're trying to control costs as a company, as a household. You can get those UFC pay-per-views at a fraction of the price that you're paying here in America. Plus, you can get all kinds of great content that you wouldn't normally see thanks to those services as well. Shows that are on overseas services, things that you want to watch a little bit early so you get on that uk time and watch them being able to change the interfaces of things like the wwe network maybe you don't like peacock anything like that nordvpn.com slash fightful gives you that ability while having the fastest vpn on the planet also you just get so much more out of your internet experience with nordvpn.com slash fightful subscribe to, to fight and AEW Plus, watch AEW without commercials. Uh, watch bare-knuckle boxing. Watch UFC pay-per-views, boxing pay-per-views at the rates they're getting over in the UK. Change your virtual location with just one click. And hey, if you need any help using it, they got that 24-7 tech support. NordVPN. dot com slash fightful what's up you guys sean ross sap here with a name you know a fellow depressed cincinnati bengals fan why you gotta bring it up it's but, sad man it out. it's sad i've got a hopefully tax deductible cincinnati bengals podcast that i do as well but uh it's brutal but i'll tell you what's not brutal you Sammy Callahan, now a free agent for the first time in quite a long time. How you feeling, Sammy Callahan? Thanks for in joining In a long me, time. by the way.
3: I feel yeah. good. I'm coming to you from the Nord VPN. I just saw the ad. I'm on it right <laughs> now. We're feeling good. The only reason I'm able to talk to you right now, but it feels good, man. It's the first time I've been a free agent in a long time. Uh hell. I don't I wasn't really even a free agent, like in between all the times I went from one company to the next, to the next. Uh, because I was with Dragon Gate, signed for years, went right from Dragon Gate to WWE, went right from WWE to Lucha Underground, went right from Lucha Underground to Impact Wrestling. This is the first time I've actually been like a legit free agent in a long time.
0: And it's it's wild because like I had almost overlooked the, the Lucha Underground thing. And I remember those ridiculous contracts they had at that point. Like There were a lot of people that were hitting me up like, do you know how I can get out of this thing? But for a lot of people, it worked out phenomenally for them and it gave them I don't think a
3: lot of people know this I was actually one of the people that fought to get us out of those contracts yeah because none of us were able to work on television it was very prime time for all of us in our careers at the moment we all had buzz other companies wanted to use us and like dude it came to the point like I got in extremely big fights with talent relations over this because I was like it's been a year since we filmed, you can't hold us under these contracts. I, I'm i not taking all the credit for it because a lot of people went in to get us out of those contracts. But I think I was extremely pivotal and one of the people actually voiced my concerns and voiced my opinions to get us to the point where, hell, I was able to go work for uh, Impact Wrestling. It turned into a contract for years. Other people was able to go to Ring of Honor and vice versa.
0: So you are a free agent. Uh, I, I'm sort of made of questions. Don't even know where to start. Like, at what point did you realize... You you were no longer going to be with Impact Wrestling. I, I mean, as of right now, I guess it's possible. Like they say this, they see they see this interview and they go, the "Hell with this." Let's offer him this amount of money, this type of deal. Would that even be possible? And at what point did you know that you'd be leaving Impact Wrestling? It is something that came up rather
3: quick. Uh, I, I went through that. Horrendous leg injury. It halted my career and put me at a stop for almost a year and a half. Hell, I just started feeling like typical Sammy Callahan probably two months ago. But it was one of those things. Ah, uh, we are on extremely good terms. I'm not one to come and say, you know what? Screw you. You're a piece of shit. I'm gonna bury your company. I would never do that. I don't want to do that because I do love impact wrestling. It's one of those things we could not come to an agreement on what I needed to be paid to stay because I believed I offered. More than what was really happening in professional wrestling. I think I'm more than just a professional wrestler at this point. I think I've proven that time and time again. I think my fingertips and my blueprint is all over professional wrestling, not only on the independent scale, on national television scale at this point. And uh, we just could not come to terms. And I think both parties thought we were going to figure out something. So it kind of kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And then when push came to shove, it, it just didn't
0: work out. Do you think there's a possibility that they come back at some point and say, you know what, we'll meet those terms, et cetera, et cetera. We have seen, you know, Jordan Grace spent a little bit of time away and, and she came back. We have seen others sort of do that. I know there are some instances where they want to reach terms before you can even hit free agency, like, like with Moose, like they got him wrapped up pretty, pretty quickly, but we've also already heard that, you know, John Moxley probably pushing for you within AEW. So there's, there's a lot of, wheels possibly in motion right now that, that you would likely have to weigh in a situation like that.
3: hundred percent. I'm going to put in my career. It's not like I'm this young upstart, just fiending for a contract at this point. It's one of those things with impact. I think it, it really did get pushed to the last minute. Cause I don't think as many people knew my contract was coming up like it did uh, Yeah. because I, my contract was supposed to end last December and because my leg got, we, we've talked about this before, I was supposed to be out of my contract December 30th of last year, and I broke my leg And like, any contract. I got time tacked onto that, and I, I don't even think I kept extremely good track of it. It was like, yo, my contract's coming up, contract's coming up, contract,
0: until oh, I got I I, I, did get, I did get about that all the time, so I'm asking all the time, asking anybody, everybody that I can, and there were a lot of people, like, nobody knew your deal was coming up.
3: No, I like people kept asking me and asking me and asking me. And I think I just put it so far back into my brain. I don't think I even realized how close it was to coming up. Uh, And it's one of those things like, look, tomato, tomato, whatever happens, happens. Like professional wrestling is professional wrestling. There's no hard feelings. But I know I'm extremely motivated right now. And as you said, people's pushing for me, one company and other companies. There are people pushing for me in a lot of companies right now because I I do have that reputation with certain people in the business because I, I'm never one to be like, oh, I help this guy or help this guy or help this guy. Sure. I truly do say this. And it, it's not just me blowing smoke up people's ass. My blueprints and my fingerprints are all over professional wrestling to the point I don't even think people understand or really know that that's the
0: case so how are you feeling now are you feeling like you know okay well what's my next move or are you feeling like you're going to take some time but I'd, I'd love to know what's what's going through your head right now
3: Look, I'm open to all possibilities from traveling the world again, to working at Independence again, deciding to another television company. The good thing about being a free agent in today's entire scheme of professional wrestling is there is so many options. There is options to make money, and there is options to make money outside of a television company. Uh, Look, I run one of the top independent promotions on the planet right now in the wrestling revolver. That takes up a lot of time. My my next step is going to be like whatever just like I can really sink my teeth into and just hits me like a brick wall.
0: You also appeared for MLW last year just like kind of out of nowhere. Like was how did that come about? And I mean, especially with with a restrictive contract, was impact just like yeah, sure, you can head on over there look i got a pretty good
3: relationship with court me and court have talked a lot of times about trying to get me back at mlw uh i was one of the when mlw first came back i want to say what was it 2017 2018 yeah i was one of the head agents for that promotion i was one of the guys that really sat down and helped younger talent and uh when we did have her falling out the infamous quote-unquote jim Cornette incident uh like i went off i did my own thing and uh like weeks later it was like that quick like oh we we need to get you back here we need to get you back here we need to get you back here and there's those things under my contract of impact i wasn't even really able to work independent dates i wasn't able to work for other television companies and the only reason i was able to do the date that i did was because impact and mlw came to an agreement for a talent exchange so we did a talent exchange for one show they got me for one show impact got us on for one show but other than that that was going to be a one-time thing
0: we have seen a lot of wrestlers that very much are still in their primes get offered jobs strictly as producers, as creative, like Drake Maverick, for example. Nick Aldis, uh, people like that, that very clearly can still go in the ring. Sean Devari still jacked every time you see him. Looks like he could go uh, half an hour at any point. Looks great. If if there was a company that was like, hey, you know, we, we know you can still go in the ring, but we would like you to mold other minds as well uh, or predominantly would you be open to that as well
3: dude i am open to anything in the world of professional wrestling i have i have done a very good job over the years of teaching myself every job professional wrestling to the point that i could do almost every job extremely well and better than some people that are contracted to do said jobs yeah uh i do believe that at this point in my career, I don't just want to do one thing. I've been world champion. I've traveled the world. I want to do more than one thing. I want to work in production. I want to be an agent. I want to work on writing. I want to work on all these different things. Like if you look at Wrestling Revolver, I don't think people know this. I do 95% of the graphics. I do 95% of the editing. I do 95% of the entire aesthetic. I do have an awesome team that I've built throughout the last couple of years. Like for instance, a guy like Tusslemania. I think he's one of the best videographers in professional wrestling right now. Me right. and him working together. We're kind of like a dream team with him behind the camera and me and the computer editing. I, I don't think there's a lot of people in professional wrestling, especially on the independent scale that can match up to what we're doing right now. But it, it truly is one of those things. I, I don't get gratification from just being a professional wrestler anymore. Or I don't get gratification from just being a promoter. Like, I want to do things. I want to do more things. I want to keep busy because when I'm not busy, that's when the demons start yelling in your head. Uh, when I broke my leg, it was the worst time of my life. Not because of the pain, because I couldn't do anything. I sat on my couch. I gained 50 pounds. Like, Look, I, I hear it from fans. Look, I know I gained some weight. I, I, I got chubby. I just now... I don't think people realize how bad my leg break was. I should not have wrestled for probably two or three years. And I came back in eight months because I love professional wrestling. I just now in the past, like two or three months, and I think you could see that for my last couple matches on impact wrestling, I'm finally starting to look like the death machine again. Cause I'm finally starting to get all my, that, like everything back that I was so afraid to do. Like the injury I have, I still have hard work in my leg. Like that injury does things to your mental psyche that it takes a while to break free from that. I, I'm, I'm glad I am finally break free from that. I'm finally feeling like Sammy Callahan once again.
0: I was going to ask you like how important that, that Pro Wrestling Revolver has been to your experience personally as well, because I can tell you starting up a venture like Fightful, I was like, okay, I have an idea of how to do everything on this site. But then when you get the wheels really moving, you're like, okay, this is how I can refine. This is how I can better do this. I see that with you in graphics a lot too. Like the video graphics, the moving graphics that are very eye catching with the type of, of matches that you book, the way that you promote certain things like that has very clearly set the stage for you to be credible in almost any position that would be offered to you within wrestling. It feels like
3: hundred percent. It, it's outside that like hell marketing. I know marketing, uh, Like I market Wrestling Revolver, we draw anywhere we run over the country. We just did Texas for the first time a couple months ago, a brand new market that is rather untapped and doesn't do that great typically. And we did almost a thousand people first show there. There's not other independent companies doing that. As far as social media goes, I should teach classes on social media. I know way too much about social media. I'm an analytics guy. I'm a numbers guy. I know how to look at stuff and mess with algorithms to get a bigger imprint. Same thing with stuff as easy as merchandising with like I know every job. And this, I don't want to just sit here and be like, oh, I can do this and I can do
1: this and I can do this and I can do this.
3: But I'm to the point right now where I just want to do everything. Like nothing is gratifying as one thing, but everything wrapped together in a basket. That's when I truly feel like the gratification that
0: I need right now. How did that unfortunate leg injury affect uh, Revolver? Because, I mean, obviously the pandemic affected the way that anybody booked, but it really seemed like after that, you're like, well, this shit's getting kicked into high gear. (laughs) 100%. And uh, it affected us. Look, we announced it was our first show back after
3: COVID. Me and Moxley teaming for the first time in years against the American Wolves. And I broke my leg two weeks before that show. And we had to scramble and figure out what was going on. But, It was one of those things like I don't think it was that much of a detriment as far as like the in-ring capability goes because I've never been one to be the promoter that makes the entire company about myself. Hell, I, I don't even wrestle. I'm 90% of Wrestling Revolver shows because Wrestling Revolver shouldn't be about me. I hate what independent promoters like, you know what? I'm going to be the champion. I'm going to be in the main event in the time. No, my company is to make other people better and get other people to that next level as well as putting on the brand of professional wrestling that I love. And I think our generation love. our tagline is wrestling for our generation, by our generation for a reason, Uh, but being injured and having that time to really like be at home and like force myself to learn new things. That's when I learned how to do animated match graphics. That's why I learned how to do certain animation skills that you see in our graphics today that other companies try to implement now in the independent scene and do a terrible job of. But Mm -hmm. by having that time, I truly was able to like teach myself things that I probably wouldn't have learned unless push came to shove.
0: I am uh, fascinated to hear literally any experiences you had with Ken Shamrock because, uh, I I'm love interview- Kim Shamrock. I'm he's wonderful. Lie, he's wonderful. I've interviewed him a couple times. And I was I a mean, big
3: kid Shamrock fan as a kid. And if you would have told a 13-year-old Sam McAllen, yo man, you're gonna end up like managing and teaming with Ken Shamrock and wrestling him like 10 times. Uh, I never would have believed you. Like that was like <laughs> it's insane that he gets at his absolute best because he's not a normal human being.
0: No, no, not at all. Like what was, what was, I mean, first off, being told, hey, you're going to work with Ken Shamrock. What goes through your head when that happens?
3: I was like, he's still wrestling at the time because he hadn't <laughs> wrestled in a long time. And then I saw him walk into the building more jacked than ever, looking like the craziest human being I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. And then getting a chance to work with him. Dude, like, I, I don't understand how some people, like, he's in his 50s and he looks like he's, b- besides like, A little bit of aging in the face. He looks like he has the body of like a guy in his prime in his early 30s. And then being a guy that with his name could have just sat back and did jack shit was like, yo, you know, be cool. Like, pick me up and like power bomb me like to the floor onto a chair. It's like, bro, we don't, nah, do it. I'll be fine. Like, that was the type of person Ken Shamrock was.
0: He's wild, man. He's, he's very wild. So, I mean, obviously, we have seen you wrestle at Revolver. that, That, that goes without saying, but the, Independent dates have been obviously scaled back over the the most the last few years, really, since the pandemic especially. Are you looking to get back out there and do that? I know you said you're open to anything, but are there any specifically that you look at and you're like, yeah, I wouldn't mind being a part of that environment?
3: absolutely i want uh, right now on my reputation to be you never know where the death machine is going to show up there's companies like defy in seattle who i'm a big fan of that does awesome stuff and like not so much like i i become a fan of places not for just the in-ring action but the aura the experience defy is one of those companies that has that feeling that like, there's something cool going on same thing with like deadlock pro doing their thing in north carolina which when you really think about that is crazy because the guys that started it really aren't in the business they're youtubers that love professional yep. wrestling but great they, community
0: like, they have too they click on
3: to a niche that's absolutely amazing like i look at their analytics on a weekly basis because they do huge numbers
1: yeah, on social
3: media platforms like any independent company out there should be looking at what they're doing on social media to build a brand because it's like mm. the marquee of what a company should be doing there's so many good independent promotions right now specifically with everything is streamed around the world on fight or IWTV or any other new streaming network. Like it's a good time to be an independent wrestler as well. It's a good time to wrestle on TV. Like I want that aura that I had when I first left WWE, where you never know where the hell I'm gonna show up.
0: So uh, Revolver is one of those companies that that manages to get buzz like all the time. You you find a way to book matches that I'm like, well, that makes sense, even though I never thought of it before. What goes into that that thought process, like of you know what, I'm gonna book this match that nobody has ever seen nor thought about, but then when they they see it on that graphic, they're gonna go, Well goddamn, look at that.
3: Look, I book wrestling that I wanna see because I feel like I kinda have a similar mindset
1: to a lot. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming.
3: of the generation that watches professional wrestling now because a big like a big like key demographic i feel specifically independent wrestling is that 25 to 35 demographic like the kids like me that grew up watching the attitude era and grew up watching the beginning of tna like we're the people that like now are bringing our kids to professional wrestling shows or getting our children into wrestling shows and i want my company to be a buffet i want my company to be everything that i wished i had in a pro wrestling or independent promotion you have Wrestling stars from around the world, I've I've been extremely blessed and lucky that I've been able to set up the relationships I have with the different companies. We are one of the only companies independently on the planet that you can at any given time see talent better on AEW, Impact, New Japan, MLW, AAA, CMLL, like any different company under one roof, as well as like we're not just one style. We are a true buffet of professional wrestling. You want a little hardcore? We got a little hardcore. You want great technical wrestlers like Jonathan Grisham's? We got that. You want awesome women's wrestling? We got that. You want good comedy wrestling? We got that. I just, I want it to be like, I really try to garner what we're doing now around like Ring of Honor 06, 07 was when I was going to the Montgomery County Fairgrounds when I was in high school and like. From the first note of music hitting, it just felt like a rock concert. Like, it felt like an atmosphere. And I think that's extremely missing at a lot of independent promotions right now, where it's just, like, a black curtain and, like, no lighting and no, like, loud music. Like, I want it to be larger than life. I want it to be something where people come. Even if there wasn't names on the show, people would still have a great time because it's that aura that makes you feel like, whoa, after it's done, pro wrestling is. Pro wrestling's damn cool, man.
0: What kind of hurdles do you face as somebody who books these things when you've got somebody who's under an impact contract or an AEW contract? Like, what kind of clearances do you need or do you go through to make sure, okay, making sure that we don't, you know, cause anybody any issues here?
3: I I really think it's pretty simple. I think like navigating all that, you just like gotta know the people that can't wrestle other people and other people can't wrestle other people. I think that's pretty common knowledge. And for people to get so confused by that, it blows my mind because that's something I've never really had an issue with because I've been good about who I book against who to the outlet. Like it's not really going to matter who wins and loses.
0: One of your feuds that I I looked at and I was like, well, this is unique was, was yourself and Steve Macklin, because you are two guys who uh, had very different paths to get to where you were but sort of similar outcomes. He was unfortunately released by WWE. You left, you wanted to carve your own path, but you both ended up at a world title level in Impact Wrestling. What, what advice would you give people who are, are looking to improve their situations in their career, or maybe like Macklin, end up released and they're like, well, what the hell do I do now? And and that that can maybe achieve similar results as, as the two of you did
3: all that anger use it for motivation live with a chip on your shoulder don't be afraid to go out there and risk it all for like a big reward steve macklin not gonna lie probably my favorite wrestler on the planet right now everything he does like makes you wanna watch it. He kills it in any situation he's put in. I don't think he's been used to his ability in any company that he's ever wrestled for, even be a world champion. In my eyes, I think he's, he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is a badass ass kicking veteran that can wrestle anyone, anywhere, do heel stuff, do babyface face stuff, it doesn't matter. I think he is such an authentic human being and that comes across on his in-ring. And anything he does, I think now people are finally starting to open their eyes. Because I remember when he first came to Impact,
0: Oh, we lost you. The hackers got Sammy. Oh, the hackers got Sammy. Look at this. This isn't getting cut out of the interview. See, this is what happens when you spend your days hacking people across multiple companies and they come back for you. They're going to do the damage. The karma is going to come back and they're going to cut you off right as you're putting somebody over. So now you're currying that favor. You're saying nice things about people. And then just, you get lopped off. You hate to see it. I don't know if we're getting Sammy back. Going to remove him from here. Maybe he'll rejoin. Either way, this would be a good outtake, I think. Let's see if he'll, he'll message me and we'll, we'll be able to get this back. Man, Sammy Callahan, now a free agent after his Impact Wrestling contract has expired. So far, he's told us that it approached pretty quickly, that December 30th of last year was originally going to be the date in which his uh, contract was up. But it got extended, and then it just kind of came down to the wire, him and Impact Wrestling. So, uh, (laughs) I just got a message and said, damn it. Ah, his his cat unplugged his (laughs) modem oh this is incredible he's back look at him look at sammy callahan back (laughs) even his cat is working the hacker gimmick (laughs) bullshit man
3: I had to get up out of my comfy chair. I was set up with the camera. My damn cat unplugged my modem. Your cat's like,
0: get a job. Get out of here. (laughs) Just staring at me right now. Jesus Christ, what kind of cat do you have? I have three cats. I really like cats. Listen, I have five. I'm not going to lie.
3: Look, I was a dog guy all my life. Every cat I ever had in my life, I inherited from a girlfriend at the time. So they're already grown. They didn't like me. They weren't having me. I was like, you know what? screw you cats not a fan uh these three cats i've raised since kittens i kind of like cats better than my dog my dog's an ass.
1: yeah
0: at this point listen i like cats so much i have a i have a doja cat shirt on right now so listen i am about that cat life so your cats just i mean listen your, your cat my is solomon crowe like
3: steve macklin they're like how dare you <laughs> hey, talk steve about macklin. steve macklin no, that's what over? we were saying. I love Steve Macklin. I think he's freaking great. I think he, he should be making billions of dollars and be one of the top people in professional wrestling. I truly believe that. There's a reason that he was wrestling Revolver World Champion so far. When he left WWE and he came to Impact for so many fans online, bitch, oh, they're going to sign this guy. He's not great. And now they've seen what he's truly capable of, and they're like, oh, my God, he's awesome. Like, So don't judge a book by its cover. You never know who's going to be awesome. You never know who
0: wants it. I could see him becoming, especially behind the scenes after his career is over, one of the more influential people because he's got such a, a studious mind for pro wrestling as well. Like he watches everything. <laughs> Bro, He'll, he's
3: very meticulous.
0: He's yes, he very, is very, very
3: meticulous about he's the things calculated. he does from his easy like he paints all of his ring jackets because there's a certain way he wants to look, and he's not an artist <laughs> at all. But he does them because he knows like he makes stencils and everything else because it's like part of the whole thing of like him getting into that mode. Like Steve Macklin's awesome. You don't know who he is. You should.
0: You're an idiot. Another, another guy you're close with that I think is a sort of, of that same ilk is Jake Chris. That guy is fucking brilliant. Bro, it's a
3: tragedy that he's not on television right now. I know he's incredible. Look, Jake's always been good. And he's one of the first people to tell you like, he went through a really dark point in his life. Like he became mm-hmm. an, it, like, and this is no, like this isn't me putting his business out there. Like he's done sure. interviews and he talked about it. He, he became a really, it, yeah. really bad alcoholic, like to the point, like he almost died and he got sober. And one of my favorite moments, it, it seems like it's out of a moment, a movie. He, he was drinking and drinking and drinking. He said he woke up one morning and he walked by the mirror and he went, Oh, and he was all hung over. And he didn't realize that was him in the mirror that he looked that different because he had got up to like 260 at one point. Yeah. And he goes, walked by his wife's wife and said, where are you going? He's like, to the gym. She's like, you don't have a gym membership. He's like, I'm getting one. And he walked to the gym. Now the dude's a 170 pounds shredded. Like it's a, it's a, I don't know why it's such a secret. Anyone that's wrestled Jake Chris, like from being on national television, being on the Indies are like, yo, Jake Chris, is the best dude I've ever been in the ring.
1: Like
3: that's a hundred percent fact.
0: I always love interviews where like, I learn something every time I talk to somebody. Jake, Chris, and Steve Macklin are a couple of those people because that's that's ultimately what I'm in the business of is learning things, information, things about wrestling, then sharing them with the world. I always learn stuff from them. Uh, besides, besides your cat unhooking your modem, were there any hacker pitches that you had that either WWE or Impact were like, nah, we ain't doing that shit?
3: Now, really impact kind of let me have free reign to do it like what i wanted to do it but i think it was past its prime at that point uh yeah. specifically because right when i started doing ali started doing it at wwe like yeah. nothing against ali uh great dude hope he makes billions of dollars when i left wwe he had sent me a message like hey man do you mind if i pitch through the hacker gimmick so uh, you God, i was like no please do it and that was like two years before he ended up doing it yeah. and then i debut it and two weeks later they debuted. it and i was like that's some terrible timing. Absolutely <laughs> terrible.
0: Y'all can be a hacker team now.
3: Yeah, and I also don't even think anywhere that I've tried to do that character, not even at Impact, who gave me a lot of free reign, I don't think it came across of what it could have been. Like, there's so much intricate details that I think if done the right way could still be one of the biggest characters in professional wrestling.
0: The way I always looked at it is... I don't think The Undertaker would work in 2023 if they debuted him. He worked because of what he was. Because I think a lot of the the reality, especially with horror movies, a lot of it is based on, well, I believe this could happen to me. So I think that what we've seen with hacking in real life, a lot of people look at it and they go, shit, that could happen to me. Like, that's something I could. That, that genuinely instills fear into people and you can manage a lot of things with that type of gimmicks you can control the lights you can control you know the way that, that, that the, the arena looks you can do a lot of different things with that that maybe you don't have the ability to do in 2023 with like a supernatural gimmick hundred percent anything
3: supernatural you can pretty much do over technology right now you look at stuff like creepy pasta you look at all these different like phenomenons that are internet based like hundred percent percent think it's relevant right now one of the main reasons that I even thought of that character was I remember my dad who was in his 60s at the time barely knew how to check his email he thought email took up space on his computer whole thing uh, he's passed away god bless his soul but I remember we watched hackers and it came out years and years and years prior and my dad's like oh you want to watch this this movie hackers is on sci-fi i was like yeah let's watch it and i remember him being like he's like this is the scariest movie ever made i was like <laughs> what are you talking about he's like this is now like anyone could just drain your bank account or do whatever they want like this is real horror and i was like for someone like that to really feel that i was like oh there's something to that
0: yeah Things that gen- that genuinely instill fear. Like, for example, I thought that was the best era of the Wyatt family were the backwoods Wyatt family. Cause I mean, I live in Kentucky. I felt like I could walk 10 minutes into the woods and I might run into those guys. I
3: think there's do? people living in Kentucky and the Appalachian areas <laughs> that like are like completely outside of society. They don't got Wi Fi, they, they have their own little nest that they sit yep. in. Like, I believe that. I think that stuff's real. I also believe in Bigfoot and aliens, so it's like not hard to trick me.
0: <laughs> My God! So free agent as of now, you're open to many different things. You've obviously got a, a skill set which is is looked upon very, very fondly. But what are some things that you are looking to do for? Gosh, the first time you've been outside of a contract and feels like a decade.
3: Create content. Like, in today's day and age, content equals money. Content equals everything. We're in a rare time in society that anything you do is going to be put out for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. I want to leave my mark not only on professional wrestling, but just people in general. Like, I've always lived my life like that. I'm never just gratified by one thing. I'm never content. by Like, you know what? I've been world champion. I've wrestled for every promotion on the planet. That's not good enough for me. Like, I want to continue to evolve i want to continue to recreate myself i want to continue to make other people i want to continue to take people that i think have potential and help them get to that next level because like seeing someone that you like have your hands on make it to the next level getting on television scoring the content having their entire life change that that's its own form of
0: gratification as things stand, I mean, I would assume that you maintained a positive relationship with w w e with m l w with people in a e w along the way as well I don't believe in
3: burning bridges. I think that's terrible like sure there's a, there's some people that I guarantee do not like me and I do not like but i I am not one to like go put my business or other people's business online. I'm not one to like try to burn down the bridge and never walk back across it like I have a pretty good relationship with everywhere there's a lot of people in a lot of different companies wanting sammy callahan to be like yo you need to come here yo you need to come here and right now it's it's a great time like it's a little nerve-wracking like being back on the independence for the first time but i worked my first indie date in almost three years yesterday i had an absolute blast like seeing the young crop of talent that's coming up right now seeing what might be the next big star that's like that's absolutely awesome but for me to say that i'm like done doing this or done doing that like absolutely not like i still think that I have potential to like be one of the biggest names in professional wrestling like me break my leg put a a damn 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 roadblock in the way but I finally got through that roadblock and I'm ready to kick things into high gear once again.
0: Sammy Callahan so excited to see what you do. Uh, I'm hoping that we get to talk to you uh even more often now that some of those hurdles are we have a podcast now I'm
3: pretty sure this is our podcast uh, pretty much podcast. yeah
0: pretty much so in my background I don't have any memorabilia that isn't mine except for one lone little thumbtack that came flying at me at Slammiversary 2021. I oh. wonder who caused that
3: thank you, thank
0: you. Thank <laughs> it you sits very up much. there. I picked it up. I put it in my pocket and I said, you know what? I'm going to keep this. Speaking of just a funny right
3: thumbtack now. story, I'm going to tell this. I don't know how much time we are, but I mean, uh, we got
0: plenty of all the time you need. Yeah.
3: It was a little while ago. I had pulled like, we had a thumbtacks and impact and I pulled thumbtacks out of my boots. And I like, I set them in the chair beside me in the locker room. Like just like three thumbtacks. I'm like, someone's going to sit on this. It might not be now. It might be later. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> uh, so I forget who the first person was. The first person came. They're like talking. They sat down like, oh, the... and they're like, oh, I said, I'm thumb-tacks. the next time. So Moose saw this happen. Moose physically saw this happening. He laughed. He's like, oh, I that's, know a, what's gonna... that's a good story. 30 minutes later, I hear Moose yell. No, oh, I said, i I was like, you knew they were there. You knew they were there, but I can't be mad at him because I did the same damn thing to myself. My entire plan backfired because I was, it was after my match. I was talking to someone else, and I sat down, and I instantly sat. And I didn't even get up. I just opened my eyes. I was like, I did it to myself. Uh, I was so upset.
0: That is perfect. That is, and that, listen, I know, Moose, that tracks. It's uh, a great time. <laughs> what happens uh,
3: backstage is a lot more happy and a lot more fun than what happens in the ring.
0: Uh, yeah uh sammy callahan tell the people where they can follow you as well as pro wrestling revolver
3: you can find me on social media platforms x twitter whatever you call it at the sammy callahan you can find me on instagram at official callahan you can find wrestling revolver all social media platforms at pw revolver speaking of revolver i'm gonna plug this where you had me and moxley put together the revolver women's grand prix it's a project that we've tried to do for the last year. We we took offense to certain people in the business being like, there's not a good enough girls to do shows on the indies. Bullshit. We got eight of the best women professional wrestling, eight women's wrestlers that have a chip on their shoulder that's going to compete this Sunday. A this great Sunday, special ambassador too. How about that Sunday, one? Sunday, October 8th, as well as the special ambassador, Renee Pequet. It's going to be an amazing show. Tune in live on Fight TV at 3 p.m. Then later that night, We got Revolver, Redemption going live at 8 p.m. Two shows, one day. Check it out. I guarantee you, I guarantee any fan that's watching this that has never checked out Wrestling revolver before, if you check out one of two of these shows, you'll never turn back. Uh, For a lack of better terms, cross the line. It feels good, man. There you go. It feels real
0: good. Also noted Bengals fan, Renee Paquette. Gotta love that. We gotta have you on. Not the Bengals we got to have you on indeed sometime to talk just strictly uh, revolver as well, because I know that they would love to do that. But uh, Sammy Callahan, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, Sean. Till next time, guys, we're out.